Geeks and gamers alike, and welcome to the official part 2 of my console mini-series. Last time, I talked about my favorite GameCube games of all time, and then I hit a bit of a roadblock by talking about... Super Mario Sunshine! Now, we can officially move on to the next Nintendo console, the Wii. In 2003, if someone told you the idea of using a TV remote as a controller, you'd probably say, What? That sounds fucking stupid. But the joke was on us, because three years later, Nintendo gave us the Wii, the next big console to come after the GameCube, a system where your main controller was indeed a remote, which relied on motion controls. It was so weird and unique that I had to get it. And yeah, the Wii turned out to be a lot of fun. Navigating through the menu where you have access to quote-unquote channels, such as the Me channel where you get to make your own little avatars called Mii's. As a kid, I used to spend hours making Mii's at my friends, family, and even characters I know from TV shows and video games, though I did piss off a lot of people by making them either too short, tall, thin, or fat. But that's going off topic. The photo channel where you get to upload any photos you have on an SD card and view slash customize them on your Wii. The Wii shopping channel where you get to buy all sorts of downloadable games, not to mention listening to that very, very catchy music. <laughs> you can tell this was Nintendo's first console to have any Wi-Fi capabilities, something that made the GameCube feel inferior to the PS2 and Xbox. Don't worry GameCube, I still love you. Speaking of which, the main channel for the Wii is obviously the game channel, which allows you to play any Wii or GameCube games inserted in your console. As cool as that was, I still prefer playing my GameCube games on the actual GameCube. But what about the games that were made for this system? Which 10 did I enjoy playing the most? I'll be answering that in today's episode. These games will be judged based on their gameplay, concept, and how they reflect the Wii in general. Don't expect full-length reviews or anything. Each game will be explained from a general standpoint. As usual, I'm always taking the games that are exclusive to the Wii. Games that appear on multiple consoles don't count. And if a certain franchise has multiple side games, then those side games count as their own series. Again, the best examples I have are the Mario Kart and Mario Party series. Once more, everything I say is just my opinion. I had a very conservative childhood after all. <laughs> I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is my top 10 favorite Wii games of all time. As usual, before we get to my controversial list, we have controversial honorable mentions. Starting with The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Fun fact. That's the only Zelda game I played, which is both a good and bad thing according to my friends. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not the biggest Zelda fan, but I did enjoy the game for what it was. You play as yet another version of Link as you try to stop the evil Ganon, only this time Link is cursed and it turns to a wolf at night. Yeah, this is pretty much Zelda's version of Sonic Unleash. <laughs> and just like Sonic Unleash, I mostly enjoyed the hack and slash gameplay as Human Link, but Wolf Link does get tedious after a while, especially when you have to hollow at the right tempo for each melody. Sorry Zelda fans, you're probably not going to hear me talking about Zelda anytime soon. Next we have Xenoblade Chronicles. You guys know I love RPGs, with Pokemon and Kingdom Hearts being prime examples. But this game actually intrigued me, because this game had it all. A compelling story, kick-ass soundtrack, and fun gameplay. Hold on, fun and exhausting gameplay. I'm sorry, but the amount of hours I spent level grinding just to beat one boss, no wait, one enemy? Made me feel exhausted every time I played this. Still, a lot of people love this game. I mean, why else would it get sequels and characters appear in Smash Bros? For me though, I have to put it as an honorable mention. Super Mario Sluggers is next. Again, still a little indifferent towards Super Mario Baseball, but for the small time I played this game, I can honestly say it's better. Having more characters, stadiums, and power moves Mario's friends can initiate while either pitching or batting. However, 
the AI is still problematic, which is why it's once again benched in the honorable mentions. No pun intended. Last but not least, Poke Park, Pikachu's Adventure. Say what you want about this game being horrible, but this was honestly a cute game. You play as Pikachu and travel to Poke Park where you must help Mew restore its barrier. I really don't have much to say about it. You'd think it'd be a serious game from the way I explained it. No, you go to each zone, befriend a Pokemon, and watch the barrier slowly get restored. Cute concept, but it gets repetitive very, very easily. Still, I don't think this game is that bad. Alright, that's all my honorable mentions. Now for the actual list. Number 10, Poke Park 2 Wonders Beyond. Starting off the list, we have the sequel to Poke Park. Pikachu is back at Poke Park, and this time he's trying to cover the mysteries of Wish Park, a realm that looks fun, but there's no escape. Right off the bat, the story in this game is much better. Yeah, the first game had a story, but it didn't really feel like one at times. It was just, go make friends with Pokemon and worry about the Sky Prism shit later. Here, it's a lot more gloomy and lives are at stake. However, this game does continue the same repetitive nature as the first one. You have to be found Pokemon by either beating them in the game of Tag, a battle, or minigame. But having the option to play as Oshawott, Snivy, and Tepig made things a bit different. Emphasis on a bit. This game was honestly a solid sequel, and I have no regrets putting it in the top 10. Number 9. Punch-Out! Wii. Story time. When I was a kid, my friends and I went to a summer camp which had a game room. And in that game room was a Wii and a game called Punch-Out. We loved playing it so much that I had to get the game for myself. Basically, you play as a young boxer named Lil Mac as he climbs his way to become the boxing champion. For those who don't know your Nintendo facts, Punch-Out! Wii is actually a remake to the NES game Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, which made me respect this game even more. Sadly, there's no Mike Tyson in the remake, but that's okay, because the game was still a lot of fun. The controls were solid, and it's one of those games where you have to test your reflexes, like when's the right time to block or land a punch. The opponents offer unique challenges, but the post-game sucks. Not only do your opponents gain a boost in difficulty, but some of them can knock you out in one punch. Though I will give this game credit for allowing you to fight Donkey Kong in the post-game. It's so fucking weird, but cool at the same time. Overall, Punch-Out! is a fun game and a solid remake. Number 8. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games. Ah yes, the legendary rivalry between Nintendo and Sega's biggest mascots. Except they're playing sports. Yeah, that idea sounds pretty fucking stupid. But it worked oddly enough, yet I found myself liking its Winter Games sequel a lot more. Playing nearly every sport featured in the 2010 Winter Olympics but as Mario and Sonic characters turned out to be a lot of fun. Especially events like snowboarding, ice hockey, and bobsleigh. And I believe this was the first game in the series to introduce new playable characters, like Donkey Kong, Bowser Jr., Silver, and Metal Sonic. I mostly enjoy Festival Mode, where you and your team could be in a series of events for the chance to be ranked number one, and occasionally face off against a quote-unquote rival, such as King Boo, Rouge, Jet, and a fucking Bullet Bill. Oh sorry, Big Bullet Bill. Some games like to be technical. Again, not the biggest sports fan, but I think this game was fun for what it's worth. Maybe I'll talk about the entire series in a future episode. Number 7, Mario Kart Wii. Make way for the sequel to Mario Kart Double Dash. Hold on, let me rephrase that. Make way for the console sequel to Mario Kart Double Dash. Sorry, I forgot Mario Kart DS was a thing. Anyway, Mario Kart Wii is probably the most unique game in the series because it comes with a steering wheel controller called the Wii Wheel. That piece of plastic was the main reason why everyone bought this game. Even Mario and Luigi were seen using them in the box art. Basically, if you didn't play this game with the Wii Wheel, you weren't cool. In terms of gameplay, I thought it was pretty good. The courses had a good mix between fun and challenging, but the motion controls were complete shit. I'm sorry, playing Mario Kart with motion controls didn't feel right for me, which is why I prefer playing with either the Wii Classic controller, or better yet, the GameCube controller. 
Of course, I looked like a loser for not using the Wii wheel, but I didn't care. Mario Kart Wii is still a solid game nonetheless. Number 6. WarioWare Smooth Moves It's funny, I don't think I mentioned any of the WarioWare games before on this podcast, but I guess I should start by talking about the best game in the series, WarioWare Smooth Moves. In this game, you go through different episodes featuring Wario and his quote-unquote friends, where you have to complete a bunch of minigames using all sorts of motion controls. And I have to say, these are some of the most craziest minigames i played in any video game. Especially the one where you have to shoot bananas at a giant nose. I wish I was making this shit up. Though I mostly enjoyed the minigames from 9V and 18V episode because they're all based off past Nintendo games. Including... Super Mario Sunshine! It's weird, random, but fun at the same time. Which is more than enough to earn a spot on the list. Number 5. Super Smash Bros. Brawl. I know, it's crazy to hear Brawl not be number 1. Considering Melee just ranked number 1 in my previous episode. But all you Smash Bros. fans out there know exactly why. Before that, let's talk about the positives first. As expected, Brawl keeps the same fighting format we know and love, while introducing new features, such as assist trophies to call upon temporary allies while fighting, final smashes, which is this game's equivalent to ultimate moves like in most fighting games, a full-fledged story mode, and obvious elephant in the room, new fighters joining the roster, including two third-party reps which are Solid Snake and Sonic the Hedgehog. Witnessing something like this almost made me shit my pants as a kid, but now it's nothing but fan service as shown with Smash Bros. 4 and Smash Ultimate. Sadly, not every character from Melee made the cut, but that's not the issue. The real problem is the gameplay. Yes, it plays like a Smash game, except it rely too much on physics making it feel almost unplayable. It doesn't matter who you play as because you'll be tripping every fucking time. Oh yeah, the online feature sucks too. Smash Bros. Brawl may be my least favorite game in the series, Yet, I can't deny how impactful this game was. Number 4. Kirby Return to Dreamland You guys know I'm a huge fan of the Kirby series, and after the last Kirby console game left a bad taste in my mouth, Sakurai gave us Kirby Return to Dreamland for the Wii, and I loved playing every moment of it. Dreamland is once again in trouble, so it's up to Kirby, Bandana D, Meta Knight, and King DDD to save it. Yes, Kirby teams up with Meta Knight, King DDD, and a Waddle Dee wearing a bandana. That's fucking insane. And the best part is, it works. This game plays like every other Kirby game, except four players can play as Kirby and his friends. Even though they can't inhale enemies and copy their abilities like Kirby can, they're still a lot of fun to play in their own ways. From Meta Knight's sword skills, to King Dedede whacking anything in his path with his giant hammer, or Bandanity showing everyone how menacing a spear can be. This is why Bandanity needs to be in Smash. Sakurai, please, I know you have the power to do it. You know, talking about this makes me want to do another Kirby episode. I mean, why not? Kirby deserves some more love in my opinion, and it's one of my favorite Nintendo properties next to Mario and Pokemon. Speaking of which, Number 3, Pokemon Battle Revolution. Wow, Eric included another Pokemon game. Who would have thought? <laughs> in all seriousness, this was a game I played a lot as a kid. You play as a young trainer traveling to Poketopia, a giant facility where you compete in different coliseums in order to be ranked number 1. And that's as much as the story goes, because battles take up 95% of the game. I didn't care. It was still a lot of fun. You engage in 3D battles using either rental Pokemon or Pokemon transfer from your Gen 4 games, which can make the game feel easy or difficult as fuck. Especially during the post-game, if you really want to call it that. Hey, at least you get to hear the announcer get all excited when he commentates everything. Shout out to whoever voiced that guy. I heard he had recorded over a thousand voice clips. Holy shit. In many ways, this game feels like a spiritual successor to Pokemon Stadiums 1 and 2 for the N64. Sadly, I didn't have an N64 growing up, so I missed out on those underrated gems. Until I got my hands on this game. Maybe I'll do a retrospective on all three games in the future. I mean, 
what else would you expect from me? <laughs> Number 2. Wii Sports Resort. We've all heard of Wii Sports. I mean, who doesn't? It's the one game that comes with every Wii system. But does anyone ever talk about a sequel? No. Which is why I'm including it, because this game feels extremely underrated. As it takes the concept of Wii Sports, but amplifies it. In this game, you travel to Woohoo Island, an island resort where you engage in many sports against other Miis. Not only does this game have some of the past events like golf or bowling, but adds new events like archery, cycling, and my personal favorite, swordplay. I never thought I had so much fun whacking the shit at people with a plastic sword. You know, I just realized something. I keep saying I'm not into sports, but here I am including sports games on a top 10 list. Actually, two sports games, with one in second place. I guess it's only a matter of time before I talk about EA sports games and... Yeah, no. Just, no. Anyway, Wii Sports Resort is an extremely fun and interesting sequel, but there's still one game that tops it. Number 1. Super Mario Galaxy. My favorite Wii game of all time is none other than Super Mario Galaxy. What can I say about this game, other than being the best Wii game out there, but one of, if not the best 3D Mario game of all time? Maybe even the best 3D platformer of all time. If you haven't played Super Mario Galaxy, then I'm sorry, you missed out big time. In this game, Mario finds himself traveling different galaxies as Bowser once again kidnaps Princess Peach. Yes, the story is as predictable as always, but the gameplay is out of this world. Pun intended. Every galaxy offers a lot of fun and unique levels, which not only provides a great challenge, but stays true to the nature of Mario games. The motion controls never felt more smoother than any other Wii game I played. And there's no cringy voice acting like in Super Mario Sunshine! Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll admit, playing this game via Super Mario 3D All-Stars on the Switch does feel great, yet I still have fond memories of playing this game on the Wii. Same thing goes for its sequel. Speaking of which, I love Galaxy 2, don't get me wrong, yet I still prefer Galaxy 1 for its uniqueness and simplicity. Yes, in hindsight, I could have made number 1 a tie between both Galaxy games, but whatever. My list, my rules. Hopefully, Super Mario Galaxy 2 will join its precursor on the Switch one day. Come on, Nintendo, stop fucking around. But until then, I have no problems going back to Super Mario Galaxy whenever I can. And it deserves to be ranked number one for how impactful it is, not just to Mario, but video games in general. Another controversial top 10 list bites the dust. <laughs> Even though I'm not super crazy about the Wii anymore, I still enjoyed it. For a while, it was praised for being the best console with motion controls, before Sony and Microsoft tried to copy it using the PlayStation 1 and Kinect, respectively. The less said about those two things, the better. <laughs> Going back to the games I mentioned, yes, it's not exactly diverse, but I had a very conservative childhood like I keep saying. Either way, I'm proud of the list I made. Now this begs the question, does this mean I'll be talking about my favorite Wii U games next? Uh, maybe? I really don't know. Let's be honest, the Wii U kind of sucks, but I'll think of something. Anyway, what were some of your favorite Wii games growing up? You can tell us in our Discord server. A link will be provided as always, along with one to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.